Hey, welcome back everyone to another episode of Uncanny Mystic Minds. So for today, I have a special guest, uh, Kirsten from uh, Shamanic Activation. So um, we've been we've been talking through it uh, throughout the weeks and uh, she has, man, I just really like her, uh, a lot of the stuff that she shares. Uh, she she goes into like detail about certain like, like uh, ritual type practices and concepts to help you empower yourself and learn about uh, a lot of magical things uh, pertaining to uh, shamanism. So um, I've always had a, like a thing for shamanism in terms mm-hmm. of like a respect and a, yeah. like, I guess like a tie, like, um, oh God, man. I mean, I don't want to say, but maybe like a long time ago, maybe I was in that mm-hmm. like that. Like, that's like, like like the kind of resonation that I have with it. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, there yeah. for a reason. I mean, that's not there by accident either. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, and then it was funny because around this time when I had bumped into seeing your stuff, mm-hmm. that was also the time when I literally was getting into like the beginning of just Norse uh, mythology, which, which was brand Amazing. new to me. I had never thought about it before. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's all kind of like, I don't, I, you know, so it, it kind of all hit at once. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciated your stuff. Uh, oh, thank you. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So welcome, Kirsten. Thank, thank you for you joining so me. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here and I love all the content you share. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I'm just uh, chugging along, you know, just doing, yeah. just doing uh, as it comes. And, uh, but it's nice because I'm starting to see things unfold a little bit, you know, yeah. and, uh, it's, it's cool. Like, I'm like, Oh, I'm like in a journey now for real. Like, yes, like, yes, um, yeah. Like before I felt like I was kind of by myself a lot, yeah. like by and large. And now I'm like, Oh shit, I'm not by myself. No, you it's know? also divine. The timing, it's all perfect. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I'll tell, uh, I'll tell the people a small story. They just kind of yeah. stuck out in my head yeah. around the time that we had confirmed our booking. You know, mm-hmm. I, I forget the exact time, but yeah. Right when we confirmed it, yeah. I'm driving home mm-hmm. at a stoplight, and then uh, I look up at a billboard, and this is by my house, like a block from my house, mm-hmm. so I know the billboard all the time because I'll know if it changes because yes. I'm there every day. Sure, yeah. And at this point, it changed. It was a brand new one, and it said Scandinavian Designs. It was like a, <laughs> it, it said new Scandinavian Designs, and it was like a furniture thing, you know. But I was, but I always read into the clues of what's going on in my life. Yes, so yes. like it's like it's like leading me, like I'm getting led here. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, you know. So I knew, like, you know, because like one of my big things that I get mm-hmm. off on is like synchronicities, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, there's there's that. You know? so, <laughs> That's amazing. It's just that confirmation of like, oh, I'm going the right way. This is, it's all perfect. And you're so supported going that route. Yeah. And like meant to be and, uh, and stuff like that. So then you feel kind of like, um, I guess like protected or like, you feel like the universe kind of like, uh, has your back in this regard, you know? So I know you make moves like that. And I try to, I do my best to make moves like that accordingly because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of tired of like wasting my time in yeah. a sense, you know, so, yeah. and so I try to do that and, uh, and that way it works out like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think having the awareness and having that, you know, attunement to the signs also is huge. Like you're so aware, like you can just tell, like you're really tapped in energetically. So you're open to receiving the signs where someone might block themselves from even seeing the synchronicities, which I think is just the saddest thing. And I've definitely been there. So I know. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's a combination of uh, 
some people could either be like stubborn, like maybe they're smart, but yeah. stubborn. Mm -hmm. Or the other one is just uh, like, uh, like an aloofness of just yeah. kind of like, you just actually have no idea, like what's mm -hmm. like a behind you or around you. And so that happens too, yeah, you know, depending yeah. on what, what you've, what's happening in your life, you know, like, uh, especially, you know, like traumatic things. Cause then that'll, it's like, it'll give you weird blocks, like, uh, kind of like a weird tunnel vision. So then mm -hmm. you're only like looking at a certain spot. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, tell the, uh, if you don't mind yeah. telling the, the people a little bit about, um, I guess what you do and, um, in terms of like coaching and helping people out and, uh, and kind of even what, what drew you in here a little bit. Yeah. So I am a shamanic practitioner and a certified holistic health coach. Um, so I was a health coach before I was a shaman and I run my own shamanic healing practice. So I kind of fuse both the shamanism as well as the holistic healing together. Um, and I am just, I feel so blessed to be on this path and, you know, it was worth all the turmoil, all the hard stuff, um, of course, but I really just focus on helping empower people to develop their own healing abilities because we all have it. You know, I'm not special at all. You know, I'm just a facilitator for people. So everyone has the same capabilities and it's just about tapping into that for them. And I personally healed myself of a lot of health problems, a really severe autoimmune illness, depression, anxiety, panic attacks. I mean, you name it, I was dealing with it um, and completely healed myself with a shamanic lifestyle and shamanism. So now the fact that I get to do this for other people is just the greatest blessing. Like I feel so lucky every single day. That's so cool. You know, uh, how you just said a second ago, uh, facilitating the healing. I think that's like super uh, crucial in terms of yes. like uh, healer speak. Uh, like personally for me, that's kind of how I know uh, what's up with someone uh, in terms of like if they're if they're healers and then it lets me know in terms of like how their ego is or or how their like their relationship with the ego yes you know and then so uh so yours is like obviously like healthy because you know you're facilitating it you're like like right. a bridge and mm -hmm. then you only go as so far as the bridge as they want to extend the bridge yes. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's the perfect way to describe it. And I think, you know, shamanism itself is a bridge and you're dealing with, you know, soul work. And that's truly, in my opinion, one of the most vulnerable, you know, areas of work that you can do is on the soul level. And so, like, you know, I said, it's just facilitating, you know, but spirit and the divine and all of our guides, they have, they're doing the heavy lifting. And so is the client, you know, the person, like you said, they have to want it, they have to meet you there and open up. And then the possibilities are endless from that point. So cool. Um, like when you say soul healing, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm not super, I'm not that versed in that. Like, I mean, I have my concept of soul, but when you say soul healing, like, is that, is that like more along the lines of like shadow work or is it like it's cousin or it's, or is it a whole different thing? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, it's shamanically speaking, it's a little bit different than what traditional shadow work content is out there right now. So shamanically speaking, the soul is, you know, it's of course in us. So it's really about following through our entire lifetime. So it's the deepest, deepest pieces of us. Um, and it's whole, you know, we are born completely whole as a soul. Um, but shamanically speaking, what they believe is that anytime we have a trauma and, Trauma, I think, has a really scary connotation with it. Um, people think trauma is really catastrophic events, which of course those are. Um, but there's also the other traumas. And it's things like when we're children and say, you're a really sensitive child and you're screamed at by an adult. 
that is a trauma to your soul, essentially. And so a shaman believes any really sudden shock, any injury, anything that you're not expecting to happen, essentially that piece, that soul piece at that point in time will fragment off. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like a piece of them, a piece of that soul stays in that point in time. And it doesn't evolve with the person as they evolve through their life. And it's not that they're broken or damaged or like it's missing forever, the soul by any means. It's mm -hmm. all about just reintegrating those pieces back into us now. And I do believe soul loss is one of the biggest problems in the world right now is we go through our lives not properly dealing with traumas and they accumulate. Mm. And then it takes a huge toll on our mind bodies. And, you know, shamans believe that every single physical illness is rooted in on that soul level, on the energetic level. And there is a spiritual significance to that illness. So it's about dealing with it on the soul level, because when we get that deep soul healing, when we reintegrate that lost soul piece into the person now, they're completely empowered. They're completely reintegrated. It's mm. possibilities are then endless. I mean, you think about being able to operate through life. If you had no fears, no, if you weren't living with that trauma and carrying that day in and day out, you would be unstoppable and you wouldn't ever doubt yourself. So the possibilities with the deep soul healing is of course affecting our lives and how we treat ourselves and other people, but it's also affecting our physical health. Um, and I think that's one of the most dramatic things is, you know, I've seen the most incredible you know, situations with my clients where they've healed really heavy, heavy physical illnesses by doing the shamanic healing specifically. And they're mm -hmm. not unique. You know, this is something shamanism is 60,000 years old. So it's really the oldest holistic healing modality in the entire world. Um, it's on a religion. And that's the other thing is it's, it's amazing because anyone can utilize shamanic healing. You do not need to have a certain set of beliefs. There's no intermediaries, no dogma. It's all about just embracing that universal divine soul healing um, and anyone can do that and i think that's a common misconception about shamanism that's uh there's like so like a, like a freedom to that you know yes. you just yes. uh, you kind of relate that last part um, that's i like that a lot maybe that's why i have a uh, an affinity to that too you know, yeah well and freedom. you may have ancestors too i mean that's the yeah. other thing shamanism isn't linked to just one culture one location all over the world shamanism has been practiced for thousands of years so you more than likely i mean all of us do have ancestors that were shamanic and yeah. i definitely feel like there's something with you there's a great energy a healer like it's a very specific energy you can tune into in that shamanic realm that's really like i would definitely explore that on your end yeah, I think I'm gonna have to. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. maybe maybe with your help a little bit. Who knows? I'm right? totally here. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be so cool. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, a little bit in the earlier part of uh, of your last uh, talk right here, when you were talking about the soul stuff, uh, mm -hmm. I guess I like the word that came out in my head was like fragmentation. Yes. And so, mm -hmm. I, uh, uh, and so I guess you got to help like retrieve like your soul fragmented parts. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I... Yeah. That is the perfect uh -huh. way to explain it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So it is different than shadow work for sure. Yes. It's different. It's like, it's similar, but it's, it, it's its own, but it's, but it's uh, different. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, in those shamanic sessions, you do have to confront some darkness. Um, there is a lot of heaviness and there is that same, you know, heavy, just trauma sometimes that we have to also deal with with shadow work. Um, but mainly with shamanism, it's about just empowering that person to the best of our abilities at this point in time and doing that deep soul work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that way it, 
you get to like the core of yourself and then yeah. the core is like the truest part, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Without any of the wounding or the trauma, I mean, we can just be ourselves then and who yeah. we're meant to be. Express yourself accordingly without yes. uh, like the glitchiness or the, or like the blocks and stuff like that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Nice, man. Like, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess when you were talking earlier, I was yeah, sorry. It was probably long. No, 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 no. It's just that I have these little things that kind of popped up in my head. I love I'll, it. I'll well just whip it out. And yes, so, yeah. So you were talking about like your clients, uh, how they had miscellaneous things, as did you, like autoimmune. Yeah. I was thinking about like at that point, I was thinking about myself. Really? Uh, when I hit thirty, mm -hmm. um, uh, prefacing in my twenties and even late teens, I loved bagel and cream cheese. That was like my my <laughs> go to breakfast, <laughs> yeah. you know, twice on Sunday type of thing, you know. But That's like awesome. I was very well, like basically at least five days a week I'm eating that, okay. Yeah. And then uh, with a lot of cream cheese. And so <laughs> once I hit once I hit thirty, the cream cheese, ice cream, uh, cheese, uh, pretty much. Mm -hmm. almost most cheese yeah and yogurt it was like thrashing me so bad like mm -hmm. where my skin like i have like controlled eczema especially like from a from a kid you know so i have like my cream and stuff but this was not eczema it was like i don't even know what it was and i was going to i don't know i went to four doctors or something wow. and they couldn't help me they were like oh. they they tried but they could not help me at all and then I was just like, oh man, like what's going on? And for, I was, I was with this for a couple of years. And um, I, oh. at this point I tried doing like the gluten-free thing and it was, it was really nasty. Like it was like a, God, it wasn't like eczema, but it was like inflamed, like really bad, like inflammation. And yeah. it would just look kind of, it looked crazy and it was all over. And I was like, what's going on? And so um, obviously I cut the dairy, but it was still like, I still had my problem then. Mm -hmm through a lot of like, I just call it internal work. Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess from, from that, uh, there are spiritual concepts, but also like taking care of your body physically. So I just try to do like whatever I could, like, like everything I could. Right. And I ended up getting better. And then really? I really, yeah. Wow. I, I realized it's like your, it's like, it has to do with like your aura and your energy. And so, and then you can, the only way to kind of manipulate that is you have to keep going inside mm -hmm. as deep as you can go. Absolutely. And, um, and that's kind of what, what helped me out with that. And yeah, I've had a lot of different things that have happened to me over the years, like traumatic, like physically, like getting injured or just different things that happened to me physically or, mm -hmm. or whatever. And, uh, and so I ended up, uh, like healing, like healing a lot of myself. You know, wow. like, I'm not going to say that I'm fully healed, blah, 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 but yeah, uh, you know, I'm still on this journey, but yeah, I feel myself so like so much, like a lot. And so, uh, I definitely know that you can do this stuff and yes. you, can, you can empower yourself. And, uh, even if, even if doctors don't know what's going on with you, or if people mm -hmm. think you're like a lost cause, it's, uh, if you do it, if you, if you believe you can, or have and an faith and hope, you know, it'll, you can make it pan out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, doctors told me I was having a lot of neurological symptoms. So this was a few years ago. Now, my legs were going numb, I was having like losing my vision, I was passing out nonstop, um, at least once a day for a long time, I was having it's just crazy so passing out. Yeah, um, wow. I would have huge like bruises on my head um, from hitting it was just really, really bad. Um, and 
I felt like I was dying. Like my internal self was dying and it sounds so dramatic and just over the top, but I didn't know how else to compare it to. And doctors diagnosed me with MS, which is a degenerative disease and autoimmune illness that they don't believe that there's a cure for. So they were like, this is something you're going to have to live with. Your health is only going to go downhill from here. You'll probably be in a wheelchair. And I mean, it was devastating. And I was, there's just something in me though. And I know without a doubt, it was spirit that was just planting this little seed of like, there's something else going on. There's something deeper. Mm -hmm. And for me, at least it was so much unresolved trauma that I was not dealing with. Um, That was just Mm -hmm. taking this huge toll internally. And eventually your body just breaks down. Um, And that's something with the soul loss is our physical body cannot maintain that for long periods of time without it breaking down. And just as much as it can break down, we can build it up. And so through shamanic healing specifically, and really, embracing a shamanic lifestyle. And like you said, like making those changes in your lifestyle are just as important as doing the inner work and making those shifts, you know, and it's just really, I think the deepest work we can do. And then the physical stuff, it kind of takes care of itself. It's a lot easier to make those lifestyle changes. I don't know if you experience that same thing. Like as you've been on this journey, it's kind of like easier to tune into your body and just know. Yeah. Like now I have a more like uh like my willpower in terms of like my control or like yes. self-restraint you know what i mean like uh i can like before like say we're drinking alcohol i would be more binge drinking and all yeah. that stuff yeah. and then so now i have uh a lot more control over myself where i can plan myself out and um yeah and stuff like that that's yeah. amazing did you usually utilize shadow work was that your biggest thing when you were first kind of started uh, well geez before i knew about shadow work I guess I was starting to do this already yeah. and Reiki. Yeah. Before Reiki, I, yeah. yeah, before I got into learning about Reiki and shadow work, I guess I was already doing this on my own by myself mm-hmm. like in my room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I always had a thing for that. And yeah. then, um, yeah, with Reiki, I would obviously use my hands mm-hmm. and, um, and I just, um, I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing, but I had definitely had my hands on myself and I was going, I was like waiting for, I wouldn't leave the spot until I felt like it was okay to leave the spot. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that was just a natural like instinct. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I guess. Yeah. This was before I got like did classes and like had attunements and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And then with the shadow work, um, I guess like for me, a lot of it was the mirror. That's how I got with that. And so that thing could be like, there's like some kind of freakiness or magic stuff, whatever you want to call it, components to using the mirror. Uh, you can see a lot of shit and uh, and then you can make it come out and then you can see what like monsters have been lurking or something like that inside yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and, so, yeah. uh, and so I used and so, yeah, I guess I guess I would use a mirror, you know, uh, in terms of what I was doing, I was looking and kind of staring, but I would have like a stare in a way where I could tap into myself and then Mm -hmm. the other one was uh kind of how people uh talk about seeing auras like they'll kind of make their eyes like uh unfocus in a way and it kind of like a relaxed unfocus but but you're still looking there Mm -hmm. and so i guess i would do that to help me with that wow yeah that's incredible though that that was so intuitive I mean, you know that's probably not the first time you've done this then because that is yeah i know right yeah, because yeah, I was just by myself in my room, and yeah, I was, I like no other way to 
you know, like there's no yeah. other way to go, I guess. And so I just was, I guess, experimenting, but I was mm-hmm. just doing kind of what felt good. Yeah. Or, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was doing that. Yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah. So like, um, if you could tell people like, uh, how did you like, what, how did you even get into shamanism in a sense? Like what, like, did you see, did you see something or did you have a crew mm-hmm. Or did you go to an event or like what kind of catapulted that whole, that whole thing? Yeah. So I, I believe that it was all in divine timing of, you know, I was in the deep dark depths of that illness. I was just, I mean, I could barely get out of bed every day. It was really, really bad. Um, And so I think I had to be at this point where I was so desperate that I was almost more aware of what was going on around me. So I came across, I kid you not, like a singular sentence online talking about a wounded healer, that archetype. Mm. And shamanically speaking, the wounded healer is someone who has entered their own death, illness, madness, and come out of it through the help of spirit. So Mm. because they healed themselves, then the spirits are like, you need to heal other people. So then they help you heal other people who are going through the same thing. And it was just a visceral physical response reading this wounded Mm -hmm. healer line of, oh my, this is it. Like, so I just deep dived into shamanism. And then, I mean, long story short, I was really lucky enough to train um, one-on-one with a shaman of over 30 years experience. She was just one of the most powerful people I've ever met. Uh, She was incredible. So I was really, really lucky to train with her. And I kind of just started, you know, working on people that I knew around me and just exploring on myself, of course, first. And once I was able to heal, I mean, I have no, no symptoms now. I feel amazing physically. I've, my vision is perfect. I don't pass out anymore. No neurological signs. And I wouldn't believe it if I hadn't gone through it. So I think that was why spirit was like, you need to go through this because it sounded so crazy. I mean, looking at it from the outside, I'm sure people are doubting, um, but I'm the living proof that this is, there's something to this. Um, And so I was just like this, just purpose was set in motion of like, I need to help other people access the same healing power in themselves. Um, Cause so many people are suffering with the same things and it, it doesn't need to be that way. And I think that was, it's just kind of lit this fire of like, you know, needing to educate people as much as possible to help them heal. Yeah. You realize there's other, there's other ways and then it's possible. And then, and then at this point you could actually help facilitate the spread. Yes, you know? absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, that must be what, besides like the Norse uh, stuff and shamanism, like uh, the wounded healer thing, that has to be it. Because mm-hmm. uh, for me personally, uh, I never explored that too much. But when I heard the terms, I mm-hmm. obviously knew with with this life that that was obviously it for me. Yeah. Um, I've talked about it before. I forget where, but I've, I've mentioned before that... Uh, I, I must have karma from Atlantis, like where I just really know that. And uh, it's funny because like, like it makes me want to like it just like it's very heavy. Mm. And so I know that they like the, like something happened with the grids. Interesting. Yeah. And okay. like so, you know, how the planets mm. have grids. Yeah. Yeah. And so something happened where the grids got manipulated you know probably through some kind of like uh like dark magic or god knows what like that and um and so the grids got like uh hijacked so to speak and so instead of curving like how it's supposed to curve on the original ley lines or or what have Mm -hmm. you 
yeah, like the chakras of the world, that it's it got twisted and distorted, mm. and, and so what whatever th- that shit is, I'm in that, like mm. I'm tied to that, and so now in this life, I have to unwind and untwist my distortions mm. and untwist myself, and the stuff that's happened to me, it's been physical, like where. Um, like this one time I got, uh, and I knew it was probably because of this in my past karma where I got beaten up really, really, really bad where I was like unrecognizable and I was supposed to go to a hospital. And I think, um, like I had things shattered on my face and, uh, and yeah, like shattered or broken. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but uh, along my face Mm. and, um, my family obviously wanted to take me to the hospital. I needed to go to a hospital. And then my stubborn ass, I don't know what was, <laughs> what was going on with me, but my stubborn ass, I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. And blah, blah, blah. And then so for years, I was fucked up from this where you could tell that something really happened to me. Like I was in a, like you could tell physically that I was in a bad accident. Mm-hmm. Like, like people don't know what happened to me, but it was obvious. And then so through through healing, uh, also uh, chiropractic work and massage. Yeah. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna leave that shit out. So yes. without that, that also helped. But mm-hmm. I never went to like I should have gotten surgeries for this shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Like big time, uh, those facial surgeries or whatever. Mm-hmm. I should have been at the hospital getting probably those. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. And um, mm-hmm. but between myself with energy stuff and. Uh, shadow work as well mm-hmm. and uh and chiropractic and massage i uh i feel a lot better uh i know like i'm still like i'm never going to be perfect per se but uh but i feel perfect enough like where i feel mm-hmm. like fairly healed like i like i'm like where i can say i'm really happy and i can say mm-hmm. that freaking like i have no regrets now and then wow. now i and i know that it's a part of my deal for that mm-hmm. wounded healer thing because how I got good at Reiki and all this stuff was mm-hmm. I did it to myself because I needed it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Then, yeah. So from there I could help other people and, yes. you know, accordingly, but it, it, it happened because of me and mm-hmm. then all my, like my karma, if you will. And so I, it's all tied together, but it, I, I, it's like, I needed it and it had to happen and it was a part mm-hmm. of my you know, destiny. And, yes. And here we are now, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, looking back, it makes so much sense, but in the moment, I mean, I was not seeing that I wasn't seeing some grander plan. Uh, but yeah. then looking back, you're like, wow, that all makes so much sense now. <laughs> Cause yeah. looking at you, I never would have got like at all. Oh my God. Like when it first happened, it was scary. Holy shit. Yeah. Like scary, scary. That is yeah. Really scary. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And uh, what I think about is that, you're like you know that saying like the what's that saying for like the like for a team like a sports team you're only as strong as your weakest link you know that type of thing so that goes for the individual too so your weakness is your power is tied into your weakness Mm -hmm. and so that's why we're like wounded like that because we have healer in us and so that's how that that's the correlation oh 100 there was no other way you to be a strong healer if you weren't able to uh to like rise from the ashes if you will absolutely absolutely and shamanically speaking i mean there is no shaman out there 
you know, truly in their power that has not been through really, really tough trials and initiations. I mean, they have been through and really healers in general and light workers. You know, I've met some incredible Reiki workers too, where they have been through it. And that's the yeah. only way they could be this incredible healer for other people. Yeah. Straight up with like dark night of the soul type yes. of thing. Like yes. I thought <laughs> before hearing this, those phrases, I thought it was just my life. I'm like, why I am know. I going to go to And no one else freaking like everyone else is in la la land or like. Yes. They have like no karma with me. As soon as yeah. I do one bad thing, it's like, boom, I get hit with it immediately. Yes. Why am I the only one getting hit by karma immediately? And, and yeah. then I go through all the dark nights of the soul, like paradigm shattered, life shattered. Like, what? what? But uh, apparently I'm not, you know, I'm obviously not the only one. That was just how I felt at the time. Well, yeah. And it, I feel like it also wasn't talked about even like five years ago, like that, you know, that vernacular was not talked about like, yeah, it's like on nearly the, as much. <laughs> yeah. It's like on the newer side than not. Yes. You know? yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but it's true. Like with the whole weakness is your, like your power is in your, like your strength is in, is tied into the weakness in a way. It's like with me, I feel a, how I get a lot of uh, like whether I'm like working out or just or doing anything like obviously like with meditation and yoga things or uh, dancing anything uh, I feel like my power is like in my air like in my air element mm -hmm. and uh, like in my astrological chart God knows I'm so dominated by air it's like really? I barely have any I barely have any of the rest yeah wow I'm super airy and um, that's why I'm like libra and i have like uh like venus and all my stuff but uh um, yeah yeah but uh i besides having eczema controlled eczema as a kid the main thing that i had as a little kid was asthma oh yeah and so uh i would have to go to the hospital like a couple times a year you know take the like the little nebulizer machine yeah, and all that so yeah. and even now i deal with this every day or i have to have my inhalers i get a you know have to do all that stuff right mm -hmm. and uh and i personally know i mean i just know that when i do leave this world physically when i do die it's going to be because of a lack of oxygen i know mm -hmm. that I, I just i just kind of know it right yeah but the yeah. thing is i know that my strength and my power is in my air because mm -hmm. when i like utilize my air and harness my air through uh, like different techniques and just like whatever I feel is right. And I guess a lot of it's tied to yoga, basically, mm -hmm. like kind of mm -hmm. yoga. Uh, mm -hmm. That's where, man, like I'll get really clear messages or mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, ex I'll excel really good in physical work, in physical work. Wow. Yeah. And so it's, it's like a testament. It's like, yeah, well, it's because I have asthma. Like yeah. that's, it's tied to that. You know, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just even having that awareness is so powerful, though, because you're fully then I mean, you're using it and using like you said, that weakness as a power is everything that yeah. could literally transform someone's life if they just shifted their perspective that way. Yeah, because they because they kind of hold hands a little bit in, in a weird relationship. And then so, well, I guess even like I don't want to say yin and yang, but you know, in yin and yang, there's a little bit of one and the other. Yes. So yeah. it's like you kind of have to like cross, you have to cross into them. Absolutely. And um, and then you'll find the relationship. And so that way I don't hate myself for having uh like asthma like that, you know, because I gotta, you know, like I have to take my medicine somewhat frequently. Like it's under control, like where I don't go to a hospital, but yeah, I still I still have to deal with this for sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I took my 
I took my post before our stream right now. And mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's a part of the lifestyle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's heavy to deal with, I think on a daily basis. I guess. Yeah. You know, I, I came to terms with it. It was like, all right, well, I'm probably gonna have to, I'm probably gonna die like, you know, mm -hmm. later on like this, you know, in terms mm -hmm. of a, like a lack of oxygen, like it mm -hmm. might be tied to that, you know? Yeah. So unless some like freak accident happens, but, <laughs> but, um, but as of the way my body is like, that's yeah. where my, that's where my weakness is. And then right. therefore, therefore my power. You know? Absolutely. By far. And I think a lot of people underestimate their own power and underestimate what they're capable of. And like we were talking about earlier about being a facilitator, no one's more powerful than you at healing yourself. And those people, they are merely triggers. Like they are triggers for you to heal yourself. They're not healing you. They're not doing it to you. You know, you need to bring that, like that's you. And I think that is the most empowering place to be and operate from because then it's you're unstoppable at that point um and i think that's people underestimate their abilities really often and it's just heartbreaking to see yeah you know um we're in the uh what do you call it like you know, when people are, are in a war like in, and there's the trenches the trenches yeah. the trench. yes. we're, we're we're in the trenches you know mm -hmm. that's for sure mm -hmm. so you see like a lot of casualties and like a lot of like uh like things that's affiliated with warfare. Yeah. You know, absolutely. It could be, it could be ugly for sure. Yeah. Know? And that takes yeah. a toll on our mind, body and spirit. Truly. I mean, that wears us down day in and day out. Yeah. You could be desensitized. That was something that I had let myself deal mm -hmm. with, you know, uh, like say, for example, what comes to mind driving in San Francisco and downtown and there's a certain exit, a certain Avenue that leads you into the main downtown. And it's called mm -hmm. sixth street. And so in this area, on that little strip of 6th Street going into the downtown, you see it all, man. You see all types of sad shit. Bums and uh, people with uh, uh, syringes everywhere and just all types of melee and uh, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so in my 20s, because I was used to it being around here, I had desensitized myself mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed several years ago, I don't know how many years ago, but let's just say several then I was like, oh, like I'm feeling compassion now again for like, even though like it is what it is out there. But before it was like, I knew I was like desensitized. to mm. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then now I actually realize like it's like a balance to uh, yeah. have compassion, but still not let the stuff like get to you like that. Absolutely. And you're protecting yourself and that's completely normal. And I think that is a great way to view soul loss is it's not something terrible that happens, it's really a protective mechanism. And that's what it comes down to for a lot of our behaviors is we're trying to protect ourselves and protect our spirit. And sometimes like going through war zones, I mean, it takes putting the blinders on to just survive yourself. Um, so I think really being compassionate with yourself and knowing I can't help every single person, which is hard, you know, especially for, I know someone like you who has such a great like healer energy and wants to help people, as much as you would like to, you know, you can't heal everyone that you come in contact with. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the, you can call it like a harsh truth or, you know, something like that. But uh, yeah, it's like a uh, bittersweet and it yeah. is what it is. But in the end, it's like, all right, well, all I can do is freaking learn from this. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's all I can do. And then when you get into situations where you're like, there's some kind of healing going on or whatever, I take it now, I take it as like themes, like mm -hmm. where this is a theme that I needed. And then so I try to tie it to me like, okay, well, what is this telling me about me that 
yeah. as a theme that I got to like check. Like, what if I keep bumping into people that have the same type of mm -hmm. emotional thing that maybe there's something about my emotions that like, why do I get triggered with that type of emotion? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, kind of like that. And so I'm, I try to tie it into that now. Cause that's all I can do, man. Mm -hmm. You know? And, um, I mean, I do try to affect the ones closest to me, you know, as mm -hmm. much as I can, but at the same time, uh, everyone has to do their own stuff on their own. A hundred percent. And you just can't force it on anyone. And, you know, it's just not even ethical to do that at yeah. all. I mean, it's, it really needs to be coming from them. Um, but then when they're ready, they're usually really ready and really open and they can see, Oh, I had to go through all of this in order to be at this open place. Like people who go to you for healing, they're probably like, like do whatever you need to, like I'm ready. And they're sent to you for a reason. There is some mirror there. There's some lesson on each side. And the fact you have that awareness, I think is what makes a really powerful healer. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. No lie detected here, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. So that's what it is, man. Um, yeah. So um, I'm interested in what you got to say about uh, things that have to do with trances, but uh, mm. trance, because uh, there's a lot to that. And I like that kind of stuff. Like just how I like ways to energize yourself through air. Uh, there's something... A lot of stuff. I just don't. I, I guess I don't know the too much of the linguistics, but mm -hmm. there's a there's some to this trance stuff. And uh, as a teenager in my later teens, mm -hmm. that's when I started like with music and stuff because you mentioned depression earlier. Oh my God, was I the most depressed no. kid? Like I had a good, like a pretty good childhood, like where I couldn't complain that much, but when all the other kids were happy about this and that or going on a field trip to, you know, to the, to the swimming pool or this and this and that, or if we had a outdoor ed, which is like, you're going camping and they're all so gung ho about it and this and that. And I was just so emo about it. I was like, I would kind of hide it, but I was never like, I was always like depressed or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, always waiting to grow up. I was like, nah, I just want to be a grown up. Man. I, like, I don't want to deal with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was something and then i didn't even like music like all kids you know in pre-teens and, and early mm -hmm. teens, they would like music I, I i still didn't even like music wow that's how much like that's how out there i was i was so yeah. aloof and so like emo or something mm -hmm. and then once i finally started getting into music maybe in my mid to later teens that's when i realized oh there's like something like Mm -hmm. fancy about life yeah. you know what i mean yeah and i had this one poster in my room that i had bought at a smoke shop and it was a uh, it was black and white and it looked like you were going into like a vortex right uh, and it was uh, very it had like that 3d like mm -hmm. imagery where if you kind yeah. of move to the side it keeps moving oh that's so you. cool yeah. yeah and so i would like use it even people even my friends who would come in my room would freak out on it too and <laughs> You like play music and then you look at your little poster or even just by yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and then I noticed that there was, once wow. I, because that was when I first started to like music, you know, around 15, mm -hmm. 16. Yeah. And, uh, and then, so I knew there was something to that, mm -hmm. like with the music and then later on and, and I forgot what age, but let's just say my twenties. Then I found out about the drums. Mm. You know, holy shit like a live yeah. band when there's like a live band and then the drummer the drummer was always my favorite hands down mm. in a live band i was like there's something about the drummer and so um 
I definitely have an affinity to trance and because uh, you can you can I feel like it's like you meditate but like you get to like instant meditation where like in a regular meditation when I'm by myself like all quiet to try to get to my silence it that could be more of a process at least mm -hmm. for me absolutely but, um, tell yeah. me what you think about like trance stuff or or maybe your experience with that or what you like Oh my gosh. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. I think it's oh, one of yeah. the most underutilized like spiritual tools, if you will. Um, and I think anyone can do it. And I would actually like what I recommend people start with someone who is from like square one, if they have that monkey mind going on, sitting down for a 20 minute silent meditation would not work. I mean, their mind would just be going nonstop. So if yeah. someone really struggles kind of calming those thoughts, and I was that person, I'd like just manic thinking nonstop, didn't sleep go, go, going. Meditating was really hard for me. But with drumming, what's incredible, um, and shamans have known this for thousands of years. I mean, the drum is the main instrument that shamans use to enter the trance state. And the trance state is how we enter the spirit realms as a shaman. So it's how we alter our state of consciousness. And we do that through drumming. And I always recommend people just listen to a drumming track of 200 to like 220 beats per minute. And they just turn that on close their oh eyes. I always recommend an eye covering just to block out any light and just like go silent and tune in. And what's amazing about the drumming is it actually creates a theta brainwave state in us. It's like a physiological override in our bodies, in our brains, where it kind of automatically sends us out. It's like we then almost like can't fight it because it's just biology then. It really just physiologically oh. overrides anything. So it's amazing for meditating and for quieting the mind. And then eventually you can go to the spirit realms using drumming. It's, I think, one of the easiest ways for people to be introduced to the divine and touching into that energy in those spiritual realms. Um, it's one of my favorite things to recommend to people. So dope. Like uh, how you said it overrides and then, you know, what was it, 200 to 220? Is that yes. what? Uh -huh. Yeah. And uh, Apple Music has one that you can listen to. And then I have some free like on my YouTube channel, but there are a ton out there where you just want to be a faster rhythm. And yeah. that is what creates the theta. And that's like very scientific. Yes. Like how you were explaining it and how it over and then the theta waves, like mm -hmm. it's like, well, like there's science to that. There too. Is. Like, and so yes. it, like, that's, that's, yeah, that's super cool. That's like straight up magical. You know what it I mean? It is. The, the science with the energy like that. Absolutely. But dancing is the other just energy. Like, I think that is such an underutilized tool for people if they could tap into that energy of the dance and the music. I mean, it sounds like it cracked you wide open, really finding music. Yeah. Uh, music cracked me at 15, 16. And then at, I think I want to say 20 years old is when I uh, saw when I got introduced to like uh, to dancers. That's awesome. And then. And then some of them try to, you know, uh, I had like different type of mentors and friends. And then so it just like, it gave me like that inspiration. Uh, you know how, I guess like those old, like those stories that you hear about, like, uh, like, uh, like kind of like people that were going to jail a lot or doing these type of, mm -hmm. you know, bad things or quote unquote bad things. And then they found something that made them want to like leave the yes. street life. Yes. I guess kind of how I felt about that. Wow. I, I'm not sure where I would have gone if I didn't, it gave me like a, like a type of inspiration to really want to do, do like, like a real passion. Yeah. Because before that I was like, Hey, I still don't like, I, I, I knew I didn't have a passion in a sense. Like mm -hmm. I still was waiting. Like I was mm -hmm. still waiting for that. 
Yeah. And so that helped me out to teach me about passion and then how to jump into things and then really be all about it. And then, and then that makes the concept of growing, growing yourself because uh, prior to that, instead of growing myself with, uh, which I consider like a little bit more like, uh, like left-handed, mm -hmm. uh, before that I was super right-handed where mm -hmm. I was all about teamwork, 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 where I would end up being the martyr or like I would I would end up kind of sacrificing myself to a point where I would end up being some kind of like a, a doormat to an extent if some someone wanted to take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. You know, so I learned that as a kid of all about the unification of teamwork mm -hmm. and then but later on through passion I realized that there's internal worlds and then you can make yourself try do your best to make yourself the best version of that. And then that's what introduced me also to like magical concepts or magical thinking, mm -hmm. even though I didn't mm -hmm. know it at that time, but mm -hmm. that's what it was. It's so cool because it just really sounds like energetically it opened up your channels. So it was like the dance and the music allowed things to flow and allowed that to yourself. It gave you that passion. And then you want to experience things more deeply and look at things more deeply when you have that passion. Yeah. It ended up giving me like uh, helping out with like character yeah like a strength of character it it, it uh, helped with that for sure yeah yeah that's awesome yeah well um uh, i know besides a uh, wounded healer and stuff like that i know uh i this is recently with me getting into like the norse uh stuff because i never really tripped off that i was uh, i was diving into other things and uh but man, it was freaky this one month. It just wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> they wanted you. They were going to come no matter what. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, oh, you're, oh my God. Like, like yeah. I should have written this shit down. But it was like, <laughs> mm -hmm. well, that's why I bought a journal now. Because so I could be able to. Uh, yeah, I just recently ordered it because I'm like, I have to write all this shit down. Like yes. when these things happen to me. Like yesterday morning, I um, I had to buy a new battery for my car because um. Mm the day before my car didn't want to start. So oh, I got to buy a battery. So I bought a battery and that morning yesterday, Saturn was, it was, uh, the Saturnian archetype was, mm. we were, we were definitely just very together. And mm. I kept getting like the universe kept talking me through Saturn. That's how I feel wow. the archetype. And so I was like, damn, I got to write this shit down. But I was like, <laughs> driving, so like, yeah. you know, I wasn't going to obviously do that, you know, but, uh, <laughs> For moments like that, you know, and then mm -hmm. what and how I got into the North stuff, it was like a month of these things going on and all these coincidences that kept leading back there. And I was like, at first, the first week or two, I didn't mind it that much because I just yeah. wasn't into it. Mm -hmm. And then it kept like, like winking at me. <laughs> just me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so uh, here, let me show you my. Uh, yeah, I want to see you. right here. So now I got this. Now I got this bad boy. So it's like, oh, cool. I love that. yeah, it looks kind of like Indiana oh, Jones. Yeah, you know? that's sweet. I love that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, because uh, I wouldn't call myself like a like a magician like that per se, but um, I'm into I'm into magic. And um, mm -hmm. and I know a part of that, uh, a big part of that is uh, is is writing stuff down. 
like all these things I should be like noting these things and then things that I do or things that I observe like I got to start acting like a little scientist or something like yeah. that yeah like, something that I got to start getting deeper into absolutely uh, yeah that's what I noticed that all people that I look up to they definitely make that a thing for sure yeah there's a lot of power, I think, in especially using like pen or pencil to paper and physically writing, even over typing. I found that can be really impactful to even 100. change. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When I do certain writings, like at first, um, I was doing it on my phone app. Like I had like this oh, notepad yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I was like, there's something with my creativity that gets slightly staunched yep. Same. when I do it with a pen. There's something like I'm like I feel like I'm able to channel it a little yeah, bit better. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, I guess that just yeah, there's something about that of you writing it yourself. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think the energy is really powerful to put it on paper. You're really bringing it into form that way, which okay. is yeah, it's at least for runes, um, specifically how you write them is important, of course but even the energy and the intention that you're writing them with. I mean, mm -hmm. the intention is everything in that and in that concentration. Um, Cause really what we're trying to do is harness the specific energy of that rune. So the best way to do that is really tap into the intention and the feeling of it. And that's key. I mean, from that point on you're golden. Yeah. That's super magical, man. Mm -hmm. yeah, it is. And yeah. I, it's funny because I feel like I hear that a lot with runes. Is it something that initially people aren't as interested in, but then it keeps coming back over and over and over and, you know, just keeps coming in. And it's like, okay, I guess I have to pay attention now. Um, yeah. and for me, it happened actually in a, I was months into my shamanic journey and I was doing a session. So I was in a trance state and I had a Norse ancestor come to me and tell me all about the runes. And I was like, runes? I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. My mom, she's a hundred percent Norwegian pretty much. So I grew up in like a Scandinavian town, but as a teenager, I was like, I don't care really about like this. I don't care about my heritage come to find out, I mean, the runes, like the Norse use the runes for all kinds of magic and just incredible things. So of course it's full circle now, but she really instructed me on the runes and how to use them. And then it just set me on this path, but they are, I believe one of the most underutilized tools for people. I mean, you can really create specific outcomes by harnessing these incredible symbols. Um, and they're definitely not just an alphabet. There's a lot of like esoteric wisdom in each one. Yeah, it's like its own thing. It is. It's yes. Like, it's like I had like I mean it is like an alphabet, but I don't even think about it like that. No, I think no. about it like as a oh god, it's like it's like messages and like yes. it talks and yeah, it's super cool, Absolutely. man. Um, it's how the divine talks through. I mean, it's how we can connect with that side and with spirit. I mean, it's really powerful and there is yeah. that depth to it. I had I had gotten my my little set of my first set of runes, right? And uh, when I got them, I ble uh, they're right here. So oh, I yeah. yeah, I had got them. I, I had kind of blessed them in my way, mm, yeah. and I slept uh, like basically with them. I didn't want them on my actual bed, but I have them like right next to me, like on my little drawer. Mm -hmm. And uh, that night, I don't remember the actual dream. Mm -hmm. But I had such a, the, the word is primordial. Wow. That very, that's the word, like very primordial energy. And it was like very strong. And yeah. it was like, whoa. And I felt that <laughs> like in my dream. And I was like, what? Like, and I woke up and I was like, oh, oh, it's the runes. Like, like, because yeah. I was woken up. 
Wow. And I was, and, uh, I was like, oh my God. And, uh, and, and so uh, it makes sense that it's super old, right? And then that's why I felt the super old energy. Like that's why I said it was like primordial. It was different. Yeah. Absolutely. That yeah. is so cool though. Yeah, totally. You don't remember cool. the dream itself? No. Just it the was, energy? It, yeah. yeah. It was like an yeah. energy and then it was like you couldn't, almost like you couldn't see it. Yeah. But it was like super old and super primordial and super yeah. strong. Yeah. yeah. That sums up the runes right there. I mean, yeah. it's that deep yeah. energy. And like you said, a life of its own. It does have its own spirit. Um, and there's a lot of power behind it. Yeah. And it was, uh, I had a natural uh, connection with, with my set, with the mm -hmm. runes, because uh, I like tarot too. I'm getting into tarot actually as we speak more now with like oh, books yeah. and stuff. But uh, yeah. to be honest, I was still grasping it. Like it was almost like I was still catching the concepts of the tarot. Mm -hmm. With the runes, it was not like that. Mm -hmm. It was damn near instant. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I was like, oh my God. And, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love runes for sure. Uh, yeah, I've been... <laughs> I'm all I'm all over the damn place. So like I said, I've been like reading about tarot and all that stuff, but uh, mm -hmm. but the runes is something special for me. Where, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I feel 100% the same way. And it's interesting because tarot was actually inspired by runes and with rune symbols and rune magic. Mm -hmm. So it does it is similar to the rune magic you can use. But for me, I never it wasn't the same kind of depth where I connected with tarot the same way as the runes at all. Um, okay, so it was almost like runes. remembering with the runes, if that makes sense. It was like, yeah. Oh, this, this is some, this is like a remember. I just, this is something old. Like I have been here before I've used these before. There's something here. Yeah. Like, so runes are definitely older than, uh, than tarot cards, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. Cause I've slept with tarot cards too. Right. Mm -hmm. I've had them in the same spot and, uh, and it wasn't like I never got a thing like that yet, or at least mm -hmm. yet per se. But uh, mm -hmm. the like it was like I could not. There are certain dreams that I that I've never shook. Like uh, oh. one was that one with the runes. Another one was uh, where I saw like a demented. It was like I have an episode about it where like mm -hmm. I call it the demented dentist demiurge, where I saw like the demiurge mm -hmm. and I started to understand the like the psychoticness of it, like mm. where someone is, is Looney, uh, Looney Tunes or whatever. And, uh, and another one as a kid was, uh, it just never left me. And I know, I kind of know the symbolism of it now, but, uh, mm. it never left me where I was at the top of a mountain, but it was just my one foot that was on the peak. Mm. And then I like, you know, looked over a little bit and that was it. And I started falling all wow. the way down. And then when I, and I, felt falling all the way down and then I woke up and that was one of the ones as a kid you know uh, wow that was as a child that's so that's so incredible it stuck with you yeah never left and I can still kind of like see it kind of wow. like kind of like the demiurge one like there's a because I I obviously dream damn near every night in terms of I remember a little bit but not that mm -hmm. much like mm -hmm. it'll be kind of hazy or in and out and uh but like that one with the runes it was just like I've never felt like pretty much primordial is just like the best yeah. way. Yeah. That's the perfect word for it though. Yeah. Yeah. Straight and I up. think working with runes, like the, the deeper you go and really focusing on the energy of each one, you know, <laughs> I see almost all the time. One of the most common side effects of that is the dreams. It really mm -hmm. like, it escalates those a lot. Um, and a lot of people who 
maybe haven't dreamed for most of their life, they'll start doing rune work. And it is like the craziest, most vivid experiences in the actual mm. realm where it is, it's the runes. I mean, they really allow for deeper exploration. Yeah, that's so cool, man. Yeah, like I love your uh, your videos. Thank that you. you have, yeah, you'll have different types of things and they're creative and they're cool. Oh, and it's like, and they're practical too. Like, that's what I like about it, thank you know, you. because, uh, yeah. And so like, that's something that I feel that uh, a lot of people could, gravitate to and utilize you know yeah. what i mean because there's a practicality to, to it but there's also the main parts and the main parts are how you said like the intention yes and like the way that you do it absolutely that means so much though because that's really i think one of the most important things is to make it accessible to people where it's also not expensive it's not very complicated there aren't a million steps um and you know, we need to apply this ancient wisdom, I believe, to modern life. I mean, we're adapting and evolving as a human species. And I think it'd be a disservice to our ancestors to not utilize this magic now and apply it how we can with this technology and these tools. Um, so that really means a lot. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, for sure. You know, because obviously now with all the, you know, the all the technology we got, you know, by and large, everyone is rolling into mm -hmm artificial life in terms of uh where we want to be you know a lot of people would just rather be in in uh like in some type of technology or things that are technology based so with this it's like you can help get in tune with yourself like with nature and and there's a huge you know like in an organic way absolutely Absolutely. And that's your birthright. I mean, we're all shamanic in nature. I'm a firm believer of that. Um, shamanism is heart-based and it's nature-based and it's just who we are as souls and beings on this planet. Like we are supposed to effortlessly connect to nature and our heart and live in reverence of all of life and each other. And I, I'm a firm believer that everyone is capable of that. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. It's so nice, man. Yeah. Well, is there anything that you'd like to uh, to let the people know uh, before we kind of wind down? Is there anything that you, any kind of messages or anything like that that you just kind of want to want to let them know real quick? Yeah, I think the most important thing and what's coming in right now is don't underestimate yourself or your mystical abilities and what you're capable of healing and accomplishing, and don't settle for the life that just don't settle. I think that is such an important concept is like you deserve to have the life of your dreams and you're capable of doing it. Um, it's just about tapping into it, but everyone can. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of real strength because everyone wants, it, it's so easy to give up, you know, and mm -hmm. I understand dude, like I totally yeah. get it. Absolutely. You know? It's like people, whether it was a heartbreak or whether they you know, are unsatisfied with the job or, or just, or they feel like they have no direction. And then it leads people to keep isolating themselves. And then that's where you get kind of like a brooding mind yeah. where your mind is brooding. Yes. And then that stuff can lead to dark places. Oh, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And it takes a little bit of, a little bit of everything to, 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 to help yourself in that way to, have the strength to not give up and to not settle absolutely like that, and then feel your worthiness you know mm -hmm. that was a that was one big thing that i had realized uh i guess in my 20s or so in my maybe mid or later 20s that 
I was like, oh my God, like I've been feeling so unworthy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. And it's like, I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, like, uh, it's weird too, because I'm the type of person that I don't want to give myself the false insinuations that I'm so high and mighty here, oh. you know, this and that. But mm-hmm. it's like, I had to find the right way for myself. So even so I could be a believer that I'm worth, I'm worth it of, of whatever I believe I'm worth. A hundred percent. And I think that's what a lot of people, especially healers that I see a lot with clients is they struggle with feeling worthy enough or healed enough to help other people. It's like they think they can't do anything if they're not perfect. Um, And I think that is the most, that's just a huge disservice to helping other people and spreading that light and really embodying that energy. Um, That's healing in and of itself. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Because you'll be on the journey. Yes. And then that's all, that's all you can do. And absolutely. Once you're there, it's like, you know, what's that saying? You know, it's like the journey. It's not like the end result. Yeah, know, it's not the destination. Be, yeah. yeah. You can't absolutely. be fixated on that. Cause if not, it's, you're, yeah. you're going to be chasing your tail or something like that. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, if you can let people know if they can get, you know, if they'd like to get in contact with you, maybe ask you questions about, about your practice or any kind of general things like that. Where's, uh, where's like the best places to reach, to reach you? Yeah. Just shaman activation is pretty much all my ads across all platforms. You can always email me. Um, people reach out to me, I would say most consistently on TikTok, um, which is how we met. So it's perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm always here. Um, I do have an online course. If anyone wants to learn how to practice shamanism themselves at their own pace, um, it's really everything you need in one place, which is what I would have killed to have had. Um, so that's there too. But yeah, I'm always available. If anyone has any questions, I love talking about it. So beautiful, man. Yeah. Your, uh, your spirit is so, uh, geez, what's the word? Pristine. You have oh, like a pristine spirit. so sweet. Right back yeah. at you. Yeah. No, for real. So, oh, um, yeah. So thank you for, uh, thank you for talking with me today. You know, I'll have you on definitely for sure in the future, if you'd like, love um, that. yeah, it'd be very cool. Thank you so much for having me and for really just opening yourself up. I think it's incredible work that you're doing. And I just feel really grateful to be here and to have met you now. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we're all in, in our own way. We're all in it together now. Right. Yeah. And so that's cool, mm-hmm. man. It's like, I, you know, it's, it's a great thing to not feel like alone. And stuff yes. Like that, uh, in a way, you know, especially with uh, a lot of times people, just the way that they grew up, you know, it was like that. So it's nice to, to not feel alone. And then, and we're able to, to uh to learn from each other and and get and get strength from each other like that's like that's cool man absolutely i think that's what we're here to do yeah you know bit by bit as we go you know yeah little by little that's all you can do yeah Mm -hmm. all right well thank you everyone for joining us today on this episode and uh i'll be sure to put her notes on the uh or put the show notes down on her so you guys can reach her and uh at least give her a shout out if you you know if you don't have any questions. So, all right, guys, I'd like to thank you for another episode, and I will catch you guys on the next one.